0: to To just see what the Lord has for us, and He's been saying some things to us uh, in this in this new year of 2018. and even at last month and this month, speaking some things to us, anniversary things related to Eagle Summit and uh, and uh, mandate things for two thousand eighteen. Amen. That our heart would be for Him above all else. Amen. And so uh, we want to we want to press in to being what he would have us to be, amen. amen, that our hearts would be in the place where his heart is, which is together, yes. amen, with his, and that we would be living uh, like Jesus, amen. living the Jesus lifestyle, amen, amen. And so uh, we, wanna, we wanna see what does the word say about, about living the Jesus lifestyle? What does the word say about who Jesus is? What does the word say about G- who Jesus is? We look at the word to see what, this, what does the word say about what, how we're going to get blessed. Amen. We're looking for the scripture to tell us how to get blessed, don't we? We're looking for the scripture to tell us uh, what does the word say about healing. When we need healing, we look into the word for healing. When we need prosperity, we're looking into the word for what does the word say about prosperity? When we look into the word, we're trying to see what does the word say about harvest. I done sowed my seed, now I'm supposed to reap a harvest. And we want to know what does the word say about a harvest? Because we need a harvest. I need mine, what about you? Amen. And we're looking for, and so we look into the word to see what what does, we're looking into the word to see what promises are in the word. What promises are in the word? We've been taught the promises of the Lord are for us. And we can use them to live according to the word. We can use them to live the abundant life that the Lord means for us to have. So we're interested to know what are the promises in the word, because if he promised it, that means what? He will do it. Amen. The Bible says that what he promised, he is able to perform. So we go to the promises. Amen. Something happens. We can see what, what does the promises in the word say so that we can live in fullness of the blessing. Amen? How many want the fullness of the blessing? Amen. Um, now, it is time for us to look into the Word and see what does the Word say about Jesus? What does the Word say about Jesus? And tonight, we're going to start a Series of teaching about what seeing Jesus in every book of the Bible. Seeing Jesus in every book of the Bible. And uh, 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 we are New Testament church and all and and all of that, and, and so we know that Jesus is in the New Testament, don't we? We know it's all about him in, in the New Testament. But what does the but the whole Bible is a whole is is inclusive. And Jesus can be seen in every book of the Bible. In every book of the Bible. Not necessarily by name, but Jesus is in every book of the Bible. Because uh, God was up to something from the beginning. Before the beginning, God was up to something. In that he had us on his heart, us on his mind. And so when I taught a few weeks ago, I taught about John 3.16, which says what? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. How long is everlasting? Forever. Forever everlasting is everlasting right means it never stops amen and the beautiful thing that, that you discover in the word is that god is from everlasting to everlasting so 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 what you see in the word is that he made provision for jesus for us to have jesus before the world was formed because he was so concerned about us, so concerned about maintaining an unending relationship with us. And so before before we ever came into existence, he made provision that we would always be able to stay connected, say stay connected, stay connected to him. And so we're going to see tonight in the Word some exciting things about what he did and how he did that. And we're going to see Jesus in every book of the Bible. Now, we're not going to do them all tonight. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. We're not going to do them all tonight. Because, I mean, after all, there is more than one book of the Bible, isn't there? Isn't that right? How many are there? That's not the answer. Come on. Someone said it. Somebody said it right. Loud and proud. You know it. 66. 66 books in the in the Bible. So we're not going to do all of them tonight. Amen. We're just going to do we just going to do a few tonight. Which means we're going to have to teach this again, right? So you don't you, so be be at peace. We're not going to be here till midnight. Amen. But we are going to start at the beginning. Okay? So, so before we, we let's first go to John chapter 5. This is digging the word tonight. John chapter 5. I gotta get, I gotta dig in the word myself tonight. All right. John, the gospel of John chapter 5. And are you there? All right. If you have a hard copy of the Bible and a red letter, Uh, verse 39, is in what color? It's red, okay? If you have read the Bible, this is a red-letter passage. And passages that are in red letter, what does that supposed to signify? Jesus is speaking, okay? So John chapter 5, verse 39, Jesus is speaking, and he says, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Yeah, I got a translation a little bit different. These are they which testify of me, or they are they which testify of me. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Meaning what the scriptures testify of who? They testify of Jesus. The scripture teaches us that we can have eternal life, and the scriptures testify of Jesus. So here he is talking to people, telling them that when you read the scripture, who are you reading about? We're reading about Jesus. Amen? We're reading about what God did in bringing Jesus to us. Okay? And Jesus even knew it himself. Amen? All right. So in it, we see Jesus um, in every book of the Bible. And in some places, it's just flat out, here he is. All over the New Testament, you know, flat out, there's Jesus doing doing the work of the ministry, performing his mighty acts all over the New Testament. And so in some places in scripture, you're just going to see flat out, there's Jesus doing the ministry, Healing the sick, raising the dead, teaching about a relationship with God the Father. In some places in the Bible, there's a direct reference to Him. In some Old Testament scriptures, there's going to be a direct reference to the Son of God who is to come. In other places, there's going to be symbolic references to who Jesus is. Some places, there are going to be other people in the Bible that are what they call types. There are are people in the Old Testament who were types of Jesus, meaning what? They, They had characteristics. God was letting us see who was to come through the characteristics in the lives of some Old Testament people because he was setting us up to receive Jesus. So when he came, we would know who he is. Amen? There were prophetic announcements in the Old Testament about Jesus coming. And there were, there were situations in the Bible, in the, especially the Old Testament, that, that are called shadows. Meaning what? They kind of look like, is that, could that be? Could that be about the Son of God? Could that be God doing something to make sure we could stay connected to him? Yes. And so that's what we see in the Old Testament when, when, when we don't see the name Jesus we see God doing things to set us up to receive Jesus because he had already prepared Jesus before we ever got here to be our Savior. So, let's go to Genesis. Since that's where the Bible begins. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Because in all of this, God is trying to reveal something to us. Now, was there always a Bible? Was there always a written Bible? Huh? No, there wasn't always a written Bible. Um, Somebody said, uh, before, before it was in a book form, it was on scrolls, right? Written on parchment and all that. Correct? So, so, so there was that. Well, what was before that? Hmm. Spoken word. Spoken word. Exactly. And that's how God first revealed himself, was orally. And the first person he spoke to, what was that person's name? No, Adam, right? Adam, right? And so before, the, before there, was, it was, if there was any writing, there was, there was God revealed himself orally, spoken word. He was the originator of spoken word. All right, he was the originator of spoken word because, because Adam didn't have any written, anything written. So he had to have connection and God had to speak to him. How many of you read that scripture where it says, and Adam was walking in the garden in the, in the cool of the day, and the Lord said, spoken word. That's how God first revealed him, not in a book, but in, in speaking. How did Moses hear from God? Did Moses read the Bible? No, Moses did not read the Bible. Because it wasn't written yet, right? So, so how did Moses hear from God? It was spoken word. It was oral conversation. How did Abraham hear from God? Spoken word. Spoken word. And even, and, even though, and even though we have a Bible now, has anybody heard from the Lord by spoken word? Has he ever spoken to you? Spoken word is not new, amen? God first revealed himself orally to Adam and Moses and Abraham. But God's first written written revelation, who did it come through? Anybody have an idea? His first written revelation of himself, revelation of his purpose, came in writing when he instructed somebody to write. Guess who that was? Don't be scared. It was Moses. It was Moses. That's what you were thinking, right? Say, so, yes, I, that's what I thought. I, I, was, I wasn't going to say it, I, but I, that's what I was thinking. Yes, it was Moses. The first five books of the Bible were written by Moses. Let's go to Exodus chapter 17. Exodus. Somebody said I somebody said I thought that I thought that, but somebody was like, I ain't never heard that before in my life. That's okay. That's what we're here for. Exodus chapter 17. Are you there? And let's go to verse 14. 17, 14. 17, are you there? And the Lord said unto Moses, what's the next word? Write. And the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a what? In a book. And rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Amalek being an adversary of Israel in that time in that space of time. Okay? So the first written revelation of God came to us through who? Moses. Okay? And so Moses, and, and, and why did Moses write in the first place? Huh? The Lord instructed him to. How did the Lord instruct him to write? He spoke to him. Right, that's what we get ready in the Bible, right? And the Lord said unto Moses, Write. Okay, so Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. What are the first five books of the Bible? What are they? First one Genesis, next, Exodus, next, Leviticus, next. Numbers, next Deuteronomy. Yeah, got Bible scholars here tonight. Okay. So Moses, Moses wrote those. Okay. Now, now the Lord just showed me something so exciting. Exodus 24. Exodus 24. verse 4. Are you there? It reads, and Moses wrote all the words of the Lord and rose up early in the morning and built an altar under the hill and twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel. Verse 7, go down to verse 7. And he took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people. And they said, all that the Lord hath said will we do and be obedient. Joshua chapter 1. right after, after Moses' books are written. Now, we, the next book, number six, Joshua. Chapter one, are you there? Verse eight. Says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Where did Joshua get a book from? Moses. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. How do he know not, not to let it go? Because of, what, because of what the Lord told Moses to write. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to some, half, as much as you feel like, that thou mayest observe to do all according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So now God is revealing himself in writing. And here we're reading, this is Joshua saying it, right? But when the Lord first gave instruction to Moses, To do the writing, he mentioned Joshua. Did y'all see that? Go back and look at it. This is Bible study, hallelujah. Go back and look at it. Exodus chapter 17 and verse 14, right? Are you there? You got it? Verse 14, and the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of who? Joshua. Joshua. And over here, Joshua's writing. Do you think it was rehearsed in his ear? So much so that he could put it in his own book. Because God was progressively communicating now in writing. So as we we see God doing something, we see God starting to line some things up. And when we see Jesus in every book of the Bible, it shows the unity of the Bible and it shows the supernatural work of God. You heard us say, the Bible is a supernatural book. It's not an ordinary book, it's supernatural. And the more you you read it and understand it, you can see how God supernaturally put it all together for our good so people could be saved in this day, healed, delivered, and come into a relationship with our Father God through a supernatural book and show the great lengths that he went to to give us something in writing. Was the Bible written by one person No, it was written by many people. Was the Bible written in a five-year time span? No. A 10-year time span. Did all the people who wrote the Bible know one another? Were they all born in the same age? And yet the message is consistent. From the beginning of the book to the end of the book. Is that natural? Is that normal? That's called supernatural. God went to great lengths to show his love for the world and for all of us. Amen? So, um, hundreds of years passed. And the Lord still was about the business of setting us up for a relationship with him that would last forever. Okay? So, let's go back to Genesis. And let's talk a little bit about what what Genesis is all about. Number one, Genesis is about God's relationship with the human race. Right? He made it. <laughs> right? And the, what, what, what's the first verse of, of the first chapter say? In the beginning. in the beginning, and then what? God. In the beginning, God. Okay? And so Genesis uh, it is about the relationship between God and the, and the human race. And how does that manifest? By creation. And he created the people, and, and you know, he, gave it, he made it all good for everybody, and then the fall came. What was the fall? What was that? The fall was the human race messing up. It was Adam and Eve in the garden, the Lord telling them, the Lord talking to them in person, live and in living color. I know, right? <laughs> and, they, and they were like, and, and they and they started messing up. Right? They start they started they they, they start talking among themselves. That was a mistake, right? <laughs> they start talking, well, I think this. And 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 then and then they let Satan talk to them, talk to them out of their blessing. And so that was called the fall of man. And after them, everybody just went buck wild crazy. Let's make all the mistakes we can make. Let's screw up as much stuff as we can mess up. So much so that the Lord repented. The Bible said he repented that he even made us. Meaning what? He got tired, disgusted, annoyed, irritated, Like we get, like we get with one another, with our children, with our friends. So the fall came and he got so irritated. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna just have to wash all this out, wash it all away, start fresh. So then came the flood, the flood. Did everybody perish in the flood? No. Why not? Hmm. Because somebody said, you know what? Somebody heard. Somebody heard God. Because Noah. That person's name was Noah. Noah didn't have no Bible, did he? No. So he had to hear. And he trusted what he heard. Do you trust what you hear from God? I hear people all the time say, well, I, you know, I, I, I thought that was the Lord, but I wasn't sure. I, I, I. And you got a Bible. <laughs> You got, you got it in writing. You got it orally and ri- He speaks to your spirit. You can check it out and verify in the Bible. Let me see, let me see, does this agree with the, the written word? No, you said, well, I, I wasn't sure. So I just, I, I just, I just, I just decide to wait. And we all have done it, right? And We all still do it sometimes, don't we? You've been Christian for 400 years and you still, every once in a while, like, I'm not sure. But here's Noah. Everybody's going buck wild crazy on the big sliding board straight into hell. They don't care. They want to go. But Noah has a relationship with God that he values. And so he hears from God and the Lord tells him to build an ark. And you know the story, Correct. Amen. And Noah and his family and all the animals, they were saved. So the Lord could say, "Okay, let's try this one more time. Because he was about something. Past mess up. He's about something in our lives. Past mess up. He didn't say, well, I'm just going to throw the whole universe in the trash and get me a new one. He decided. Speak to somebody. See, will they respond? Noah responded. And so the Lord had another opportunity to, to keep going forward with his purpose and his plan. Amen? For us all. So the flood came. The flood ended. And then Noah and his, and his kinfolk got off the boat with all the animals and all that. And then what did they do? Hmm. Yeah, then they, they started living life, right? Making babies, having fun, amen. Traveling. I'm going over. I'm going to the north. I'm going to the south. I'm going to the east. I'm going to the west. I'm out of here. And that's what they did, correct? And those people that got off that boat became the people that established nations. Nations. Repopulated the earth and created nations. And in Genesis, we see the Lord establishing nations and peoples, and families, and what? Families. Families. And in, the, and in Genesis, I don't even have time tonight because I did it one, I, but, but there's an awesome thing. I'm, I gotta do it another time. In Genesis about how the Lord established a family deliberately on purpose for a specific purpose In a specific way for a specific reason because he wanted a family because before he created a family it was him correct and so and so the Lord gave me a beautiful study I'll do it another time about how the Lord created and put together the family the way he intended because he had options he could have created family to be anything he wanted he could have said, okay, that cow and that giraffe, they're going to make a family. That horse and that chicken, they're a family. <laughs> but he didn't. He deliberately, on purpose, created family to be a certain thing. And when he gave instruction to Noah to put pe- to bring animals into the ark, he told them, he told them what kind to bring in. And the kind he, they brought, he had to bring in were the kind that could make more of themselves. But I ain't got time for that tonight. I was... <laughs> ah, glory to God. God knew, knew what he was doing and he hasn't changed his mind, okay? All right, so, he created nations, and out of those nations came his covenant family, a covenant family, because how did he do that? He spoke to somebody else and that somebody else he spoke to whose name was Abram. Minding his own business, no Bible to read, but a voice to hear. And he took Abram, ultimately he changed his name to Abraham, and created his a covenant family. And out of the covenant family came a covenant nation, a covenant people that became his own, that became an example of what he wanted family to look like. And so that's, and so there was Abraham and his, and Isaac, and Jacob and Joseph. All in the same family line. And out of that family line came another, say many, many people, came billions of people. And one of those people's name is Jesus the Christ. And so when when God was setting up family, when God was establishing purpose in the earth, it was to move humanity, people, families, forward and forward and forward until such time as Jesus could show up. And so he thought it was gonna be all good with Adam. Adam was the head of the old creation. That didn't work out too good. But Jesus is the head of the new creation. Creating new creatures in Christ. Say, I'm one of those new creatures in Christ. I didn't get to Exodus tonight. I have to do Exodus next time. Seeing Jesus in Genesis, Exodus next time. We'll stop there for tonight.